You're listening to Growing in Motherhood, the podcast that inspires mamas to grow, where we talk about the real stuff, not just the good stuff, and share all things parenting and motherhood insight. We are first cousins with 10 kids between the four of us, ranging in age from six years to just six months old. Whether you are currently expecting, have kids of your own, or would like to in the future, this show is for you. Let's get started and grow with us. Hey mamas, and thank you for listening to the Growing in Motherhood podcast. I'm Jaren, and uh, I'm joined here by Leah, Erin, and Joya, and we've got a really good topic for you today. Um, We are talking about postpartum identity crisis. I'm going to say that again, postpartum identity crisis. This is such an important topic because we know that as people, we go through a lot of different transitions in life and we have to kind of reinvent ourselves and find ourselves again. Well, this is even more true for moms. Whether you are a mom of one kid or multiple children, um, you you have to go on this journey of finding out what parts of you you've maintained, what you've kept and pulled forward, what parts of you you've lost that you might really miss. Right. So we go through changes. It's such a huge transition and our identity is challenged every step of the way. It can put many of us into sort of a crisis mode, feeling maybe displeased with ourselves or confused about who we are, feeling like we're yearning for something more or different. It's really crazy. And I tell you what, it's hard enough that we have to go through these things on our own. But we are also being watched and observed and (laughs) and sometimes even criticized by those closest to us. I'm going to start us off today with an article that I found on Slate.com, and it's titled, oh, don't roll your eyes too hard, please. This article is titled, I don't want my wife to become a stay-at-home mom. Before the baby, she was ambitious. What happened? <laughs> so this article was published in March of this year, and essentially, go look it up on Slate.com. It's an article where this dad is talking about how he's a new father to a 10-month-old and his wife's company has a generous maternity leave policy and she's been home with the daughter but decided recently that she she doesn't want to go back to work. She wants to be a stay-at-home parent and he's displeased with that. You know, he said that she had a good job and she enjoyed going to work and being a working person and he found that attractive but now he's disappointed that she wants to quit her job and he doesn't want her to. He said, seeing her give this up is really disappointing. I don't want to stay at home wife. I really admired her for her work ethic and I want her to set a good example for our daughter. I do love my wife and I'm not interested in divorcing, but I'm seeing a whole new side of her that I just don't like or admire. What should I do? (laughs) And like I said, don't roll your eyes too hard. This is crazy though, right? I mean, it's hard enough for us as women to have to figure out who we are and what we are about after having children. But add in there what your husband thinks or what your in-laws might think or your parents might think or your coworkers might think. And it can be really a struggle. And so I'm going to start us off by asking who, which of us um, has struggled with this concept of postpartum identity crisis? So I did actually um, have some struggles with postpartum identity crisis 
because prior to Ava, I had just finished my bachelor's in speech pathology and was really excited to continue to my master's. And I just thought that, oh, you know, I'll just have the baby and I'll keep going. You know, plenty of parents go ahead and get their master's so it won't be that big of a deal. And after having Ava and struggling with some postpartum depression and then actually uprooting and moving, it just became more and more difficult moving to a place where I know absolutely no one. And Boston was extremely expensive. So we couldn't exactly afford childcare. And that did take me to a place of, um, to be transparent, struggling with my self-worth. And, and so, yeah, I definitely experienced it. But little did I know that even in that whole identity crisis, I was still uncovering and discovering my best self. So pros and cons. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for sharing that, Joya. I don't know about y'all, but there have certainly been times where I feel frustrated, I feel angry, I feel bitter. I don't feel like myself or my old me. And sometimes I have those feelings, but I'm not even sure why I feel that way. Like if you were to ask me, well, what have you lost or what's different? I don't know that I'd be able to spit it out in the moment. It's just a general sense. And so the first step in dealing with this is really to become clear about what is a problem for you, what you feel you've lost, what do you feel has changed that's important. So let's jump into this uh, exercise. Uh, I gave you all the task of writing two lists and mamas at home, go ahead and write your list alongside of us. But I asked you to write a list that says I was, and your job was to fill in um, different words or short phrases that describe you pre-children. The second list is I am, and that's a list that's supposed to contain words or short phrases that describe you now, okay? So let's have some fun with this. I'm gonna pick on somebody. I'm actually gonna pick on Leah. This is her introduction into motherhood and it's with twins. <laughs> so Leah, tell me what was on your I was list and then what was on your I am list. What you got? I was very independent, extremely particular and also fairly efficient. Now, I would say that I am even more loving than I was before because I have more to love. But I'd also say that I'm easily bothered and often feel burned out with just feeling busy, 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 busy all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let me see. Joya, what you got? Okay, so I was fun, spontaneous, and sexy. And then what are you now? So <laughs> bear with my cynical perspective, guys. It's been a rough week. But um, I am a survivor of toddlerhood so far. I am fighting complacency. I am exhausted. Yet, I am trying to live my best life every day. Oh, come on, somebody. All right? Amen. Erin, what about you? So, I decided to try and keep it all positive. So, prior to pregnancy, prior to motherhood, I was a family nurse practitioner. I was someone who loves to laugh. And I was a child of God. 
And now after uh, motherhood, after beginning this journey of motherhood, I am still a family nurse practitioner. I am still someone who loves to laugh and I am still a child of God. Did she just cheat or? She sure did. <laughs> Call her out. I didn't cheat. A little bit. <laughs> Look, I was just trying to That's real. keep it all in perspective. Make it positive. This is supposed to be, but, but but that's the beauty of this exercise. You can make it whatever you need to be, but you also don't want to be avoiding like truth, right? Like mm-hmm. when you do this list, mamas sure. at home, write down the good, the bad and the ugly. Like I was X, Y, and Z and now I am. But however you do this exercise, this is helpful because instead of having just general concerns about the fact that you may have changed and being frustrated vaguely, right? You can have a clear sense of what's different. And so that's my next question for y'all. Like, what's different when you look at those lists between what you were and what you are now? What is different that is of great importance or great value to you? Right? What's different? What's changed that really matters? I'd probably say for, for my list, the, the burned out element. Um, because I just never have had the amount of demands in this season or prior to this season. Um, Jen, in a previous episode, you talked about in your experience with mommyhood, like everyone always wants something from you, right? And how overwhelming that could be. All these things that you're supposed to do on demand and it can be very overwhelming. You didn't gain any more time now than you had before, but you're still expected to do so much more. And the newest members of your family are so dependent on you that it's almost like you you can't, there's no room essentially like for error. Um, So, I mean, there is, but I feel like we put that pressure on ourselves. So for me, I feel like that's the thing that sticks out to me the most is that I've transitioned into a space that's very new, Mm -hmm. but I feel often overwhelmed. Um, What about you two, Erin and Joya? Just maybe pull out one example of something that you noticed has changed that's different, that really matters to you, that really impacts you. For me, it it is um, my ability to be consistently fun, or at least majority of the time be fun and not frowsy. From time to time, my husband has mentioned, like, you know, you know, you're a little on the on the grumpy side or, you know, it's very difficult for me to, like, quarrel with a three-year-old for, like, eight hours and then be sunshine, butterflies, and smiles on demand. Um, and again, I'm, t- I'm learning that it's really about perspective, right? Um, Ava is... A three-year-old being a three-year-old doing what exactly what she's supposed to do to learn and I have to adjust my expectations but for me it's that it's being able to be fun even through some of the rough points in my day smiling about it and kind of like shrugging it off for me I would probably have to say just my energy level not being um, what I would like it to be and what it was before. Um, And granted, I know a lot of that is just due to the fact that 
in motherhood from the inception, you're going through these periods of um, minimal sleep um, or sleep deprivation. And, you know, you wake up and it's like, okay, let me get up and pull myself together, pull myself out of the bed just because you're so tired. Um, and I, I would love to wake up more energized. I would love to wake up like ready to go and to run with the kids and, you know, meet every challenge that comes feeling like I have the energy and I have the um, whatever is needed to, you know, to be able to get up and run and play mm -hmm. and, and do whatever it is that they need. Um, feeling energized and feeling on top of everything. And that piece to me is probably one of the biggest things um, that has changed. Just, you know, not having enough energy um, to keep up with everything that the day throws at you. And, you know, granted, you keep up with it um, because you have to, but you kind of are being steamrolled as you go. <laughs> so I asked you guys that question because it's so easy to get overwhelmed with the amount of changes that we go through as moms in terms of our identity, identities. And um, instead of getting caught up in the, again, the general sense that you've changed and being frustrated, it really helps to call out the changes or the change that really matters most to you so that you have some kind of direction for how to focus your energies. If you go about trying to fix every single facet of your identity that's been challenged, you're going to wear yourself out. So it's important for us to really think about what's changed that matters the most to me or that has the biggest impact, impact on my life. And that's where you focus your energies, right? If I've lost my energy, if I feel burned out, what can I do in those areas to make a difference? That's the approach you wanna take. Those are the questions you wanna ask. And so that's the first takeaway from this exercise. The second thing is going back to what Aaron said initially, you know, sometimes you can realize how you've stayed consistent or you might even see what you've gained right through motherhood and those are important takeaways also because those are the pats on the back that we need sometimes to keep going like yes like consistency is no small thing like it's great to be consistent it's great to grow and motherhood challenges us in those areas mm -hmm. we're challenged in a lot of areas whether it's our femininity and sexuality and body image or our career and work aspects or just our self-expression. Like those are the three sort of top areas that I realize moms are saying, man, I'm struggling to keep myself or to find myself again in these areas. I'm curious which of those three, right? So if we break it down into like femini femininity and sexuality or body acceptance, career and work life, and then self-expression, I'm wondering where you ladies think you struggle the most. Which of those areas would you say like, yep, that's where I struggle the most to stay true to who I was before or to find myself again. So there's some element of struggle with the body acceptance piece, um, just you know, after pregnancy and the changes to my body. More so for me though, there is the struggle with um, career and work life. Simply for the fact, I think, that I have chosen to be a stay-at-home mom and so I'm not currently working. I'm not currently in my career. And there is obviously a lack of involvement. Um, 
for me, mm. I'm always concerned about, oh, am I, am I going to forget everything that I know and that, um, you know, the skills that I've acquired throughout um, my career, you know, you put so much time and effort and focus into that. So much of your life is focused on your career. And for me, prior to becoming a mother and prior to becoming um, pregnant, I was at a place in my career where where I felt like I was finally hitting my stride when I felt like I was finally coming into my own and where I wanted to be um, in my career. And then, of course, that's interrupted once you make the decision mm-hmm. to become pregnant or find out you're pregnant and you know, everything shifts, the focus all shifts, and it's taken away from um, the career. So, and granted, this this is the choice that I made to be a stay-at-home mom, and I'm thankful for that, for that opportunity to even uh, make that choice. So, it's where I am, and I accept that, but it is difficult, I have to recognize, because I'm not able to be in my career, and I'm not able to um, continue to feed that piece of me as much as I would have previously, obviously. Um, So for me, I'm trying to find ways to continue to feed that and to continue to grow as a clinician and to continue to um, stay in tune with the changes that are going on within my field, keep myself engaged, whether it be taking continuing education classes or uh, volunteering at the free clinic where I live, which is something that I've made a commitment to start doing. Um, I'm trying to find ways to continue to feed that piece of me. I would say that's one that I resonate with as well um, in terms of career. And though I have at this time still chosen to continue working post maternity leave, um, my career has been such a large part of my identity and really have helped me to learn Mm -hmm. and grow. And I have had some amazing experiences um, pre-kids within my career. And so now I recognize, especially because I'm working from home with kids, like I feel like it would be a little bit different if they were at a daycare and I was going into the office and we weren't in the middle of a pandemic. But I can tell my pace is different, my capacity is different. And that has been something new and just something I have to not apologize for um, because I'm clear that it's just, it's what, what is required of me now in the season that wasn't before. You know, I could literally be at my computer all day before kids whereas now like I have hard stopping points right because they need baths they need to eat they need to be put to bed they need their bottle like there's just more things that are demanded of me what about you Joya in which of those areas do you feel like you've lost yourself the most or you're struggling to to really carry your old self forward in this season of your motherhood um I will go with the femininity and um I say that because previous to getting married and having kids, like I worked, 
you know, in the cosmetology industry and getting my nails done, getting a pedi, getting my hair done, colored massages, spa treatments, like, uh, that was every day. And, um, and then, you know, it has dwindled a lot. And now it's like my, I get these moments to like paint my nails in between while kids are running around and, you know, I do a light color cause just in case I got to snatch somebody <laughs> real quick <laughs> if I mess them up. <laughs> Um, and so I would, I would like, um, to be more feminine. Actually, I watched a YouTube video on it just last week. Like, how can I get back in touch with that where I I am motivated, you know, as a stay at home mom, it's really easy to get up and just throw the yoga pants on, girl. <laughs> throw on the yoga pants. It's comfy. It's so comfy and cute. Like, let's be real. <laughs> It's comfy and cute, but it's like there was a time when I was required to get up and like look snatched, like do the brows. You know what I mean? <laughs> and now it's like an occasional, do I feel like it? Mm, nah. <laughs> so, yeah, being feminine, um, getting in touch with that side of me. And um, due to COVID, it's hard to even hang around your girls, right? Um so, but I'm, I'm very blessed to have my sister because she has cut me together, inspired me to cut and color my hair. Okay. <laughs> so, but anyway. We always do this. I, well, not, let me not say we always. I know sometimes I find myself thinking of where I've changed and how much that matters to me and prioritizing even what I need to fix. But I never actually get to the point where I take steps to actually fix that thing or remedy that problem. And I think as moms, you know, it's too important for us to make sure that we feel good about ourselves and feel good in ourselves. You know, our husbands are paying attention. Our kids are watching. And um, it's really good to model um, good self-acceptance. And in a lot of ways that comes from really being clear in your identity. And so I think it's important for us to not just be clear about what's important, but to, to take steps towards it. So if I had to challenge each of you, like literally right now to tell me one thing that you could do to address exactly what you just said, you know, the area in which you're struggling the most or the thing that has shifted, that's most important to address, like, what's one thing that you can commit to doing today to help with you feeling more feminine, to help in your sense of, um, you know, stability in your career and progression in your career, to help with your, you know, work, work home balance where, you know, before Leah, you were saying you could literally spend all day in front of a computer, but now you have two beautiful twins who are calling, who are pulling on you, right? And a husband. So if you can just take a minute to think about it, think about it and then commit to one thing that you can do in that area to take a step back towards reconnecting with your old self or pulling the parts of you forward that matter most. What are you going to do about it? For me, I am con committed to maintaining my license. So I am committed to um, putting in the time to do this continuing education um, to keep my mind fresh and to stay on top of all of the changes um, within my field. And the other piece for me, I mentioned a little bit earlier, I have made the commitment actually just before we recorded this um, episode, I went ahead and signed up for um, 
um, a shift to volunteer my services at a free clinic where I live. So volunteering my time as a provider at this free clinic will also help me to just keep my head in the game, stay in the game, to stay up to date, to keep my skills mm-hmm. fresh. And in addition to that, and more importantly, it's allowing me to give back to my community and to help those that are um, in in need. And it just overall, that to me um, makes this piece that I've been struggling with in my career and work life, you know, that piece that's missing helps me to stay plugged in and to keep that, um, keep that going. Yeah, I love that because what that says to me, Erin, is that you're committed, right? And so even despite having two kids, two small children to raise, you've still made the commitment to your career because it's just that important to you to maintain. And so I love everything about what you've said and certainly volunteering and continuing education credits are really helpful for those mamas out there who have taken a pause in their careers who may not be as active as they would like to be, but they're still needing to find ways to be active somehow. I think you're inspiration for that. What about you, Leah? Like, what's like one thing that you can commit to doing to address the area that you've identified? I believe it really boils down to scheduling. And so in this instance, I don't gain more time in the day. So it's really about quality over quantity, ensuring that I'm maximizing, you know, what are my peak times for meetings versus independent time where I'm able to work on projects, get tasks done, you know, even coming up with a better game plan with, let's say my husband, where it's like, Hey, these are my protected hours in the morning where I'm able to fully be committed and fully dedicate my time without any distractions Um, because it's easy if you know there's of course two kids so if both of them are crying like it's easy for me to want to jump in to to lend a hand but if it's really like okay these are my two protected hours where I can just have tunnel vision to get things done that will allow me on the back end to be able to still have that hard stop I think that's the piece that's missing that sometimes I'm able to implement, but it's not consistent because then that way I'm really creating that balance, right? Had it not been for the pandemic and had it not been for me having the ability to work from home, I would be coming home six, seven o'clock at night and that's when the kids go to bed. So I wouldn't be spending any time with them. So I'm grateful for this, but I think it's just more like reshaping my expectations and then ensuring that I'm creating those spaces that allow me to do my best towards the task and then being able to create the freedom to be full-time mommy when the time's right. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Joya, real quick, just one thing that you can do towards reactivating your sexy. What you got? Oh, I got... Girl, I'm going to get those lashes done. I've been talking about for a while. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go and make that little splurge and get it done. And I'll let you guys know how it ends up. 
So um, we want to segue into some more specific tips for you um, in case you're like us and like the rest of the mamas in the world who are really trying to maintain identities as they navigate motherhood with all of the demands that motherhood brings. And so I'm just going to share some quick tips and then I'll open it up for any last minute quick tips that you ladies might have. But we know that authenticity is like number one right? And so many mothers who feel challenged in their identities, often, if you really think about it, they're not living authentically. And so oftentimes what happens, and I think it happens even worse when we enter motherhood, there are so many conventions and expectations that we internalize and that are placed on us or even pushed on us (laughs) that really shape how we think we need to be as a mother and how we think we need to be as a woman in our motherhood, as a wife in our motherhood, as as a working professional in our motherhood. There are so many expectations and Um, again, conventions pushed Mm -hmm. on us. And authenticity is the key. And what that means is we've got to learn to shed some of those expectations that have been placed on us that don't align with our values and that don't align with the deepest um, understanding of ourselves. And maybe maybe I'm going to ask Leah this question. Um, I'm wondering if you can just pull out like one example of an expectation that's been placed on you, um, whether indirectly through social media or directly through a family member or a friend or work professionals, work colleagues. What's an expectation that's been placed on you in your motherhood that's been really frustrating that you want to disconnect from or that you might have already pushed away? That's an excellent question. I would probably say just being available all the time for others. Um, I'm often kind of like that go-to person and I like that and I thrive in it, but realistically, like my capacity is different. Mm -hmm. Previously, I felt saying no was a bad thing and I had to unlearn that because really me saying yes is saying no to something else. Yes. And so there is probably importance to that thing that by default I would be saying no to. And so better understanding what are the things that I really need in this moment and then saying no to everything else that isn't that. Um, So there are some things that I have been asked of, whether it's from family members or maybe it's, you know, I had an email request the other day at work and it's like, hey, can we have this tomorrow? And I responded and was like, I can get this to you later this week. I probably would have busted my behind to get that to them the following Mm -hmm. day in a previous life. Learning to say no, it's creating healthy boundaries and allowing me to thrive in the moment. I love it. I think that was a perfect example, Leah, of how you can, how, how shedding the expectations that others have of you can be freeing, right? So like you said, you can't just jump, hop, and skip every time somebody needs something or thinks you should be available. And the the sooner that we disconnect from that, um, the better able we are to um, to have balance in our lives and to really make space for the new us in this new phase of our motherhood. The other tip that I'll mention um, is that, you know, in psychology, we have this thing called non-striving. And really what this means is that you cultivate acceptance of where you're at in the moment 
And one thing that we know about this transition into motherhood or even the transitions that we have throughout our motherhood journeys, some things are temporary, right? Some changes might be more permanent. So I know some moms who never go back to work, right? And that's okay. But with non-striving, you don't get caught up in where you think you should be or even what you were in the past, but you're literally being mindful of what's happening in your life in the moment, meeting your needs and trusting your intuition in the moment, um, and making space for things as they are now, because oftentimes they are the way they are now because they have to be, (laughs) or it's necessary for it to be that way. And so it's really shedding any attachment to the assumptions about who we think we should be or where we think we should be. And so as we think about just those two examples, living more authentically, and then also being, you know, non-striving in our attitudes towards life, Mm -hmm. which means I can be okay with where I'm at now. I can embrace the new me. I can even grieve some of what I've lost before. I can also at the same time work to reintegrate those things that were really important that I feel I've lost. You know, I just wanted to open it up, you know, to see if you had any other recommendations for moms who might be really struggling with this postpartum identity crisis. So the one tip that I would want to leave with moms is something that I have to remind myself of daily, constantly, multiple times throughout the day. And I would love to say that this is, you know, something that I I automatically think And I do think about it, but it's, I don't always think about it. And I want this to be at the forefront of my mind and at the forefront of our minds as, as Christian mothers. Um, There are so many hats that we wear as women in general. And then when you become a mother, it adds like 500 more hats, right? (laughs) So what I want to continue to remind myself of and to remind all you moms out there of is that as a Christian, my identity is in Christ. So we we talk about all these other pieces of us that, you know, we may feel are suffering or lacking and all these other pieces of us that make us up. And those are such important pieces of who we are. Absolutely. But to me, the most important aspect of who I am and at the very foundation of all of those other layers of me is the fact that I'm a child of God and my identity is in Christ. So if I continue to remind myself of that, and that is truly the foundation of who I am and the foundation of every other aspect of who I am, then regardless of what changes happen in life, regardless of what situations are thrown at me, regardless of what I struggle with um, within my other pieces of my identity, you know, if I if I succeed or if I fail in my career, you know, regardless of what happens there, if I make mistakes as a parent, um, which we all will and do, regardless of those facts, what remains constant is that my identity is in Christ. And that never changes. And that informs every other aspect of my life and who I am. So that is something that I want to remind myself of and remind all the other mamas out there. I love it. 
When it comes to this postpartum identity crisis, of course, there's so much more we could have talked about, but this is conversation just meant to help you get started thinking about how you may have changed in ways that you wish you hadn't and embracing who you are in this moment in your motherhood. There's beauty in that. And so we hope you've enjoyed it and we will catch you the next time around.